You just made me think of... Leanne? Yes? I literally didn't hear the last 20 seconds because I just heard the craziest noise. It was like... (laughs) (laughs) That is weird. I think that should be the intro to this episode, that noise. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. I am your host for this week, Raphael, aka Lil Rafi, aka AKAs for Days. Today we'll be talking about the Monday, July 18th episode with Jonah Ray, and Thursday, July 21st, Allison's Crisis, Daniel's Bing Bong Theory, and a hell of a sister problem. And my guest for this episode, writer for Country Universe and top commenter, Leanne Ward. Hello. Glad to be back. Glad to have you back. I think we should just get into it. First of all, Allison mentioned that she interviewed Jonah about three years ago, and I just happened to be on her website when she was talking about that, and I checked, and it was almost two years to the day. Oh. Uh, (laughs) She recorded with him July 20th of 2014, and this episode came out July 17th. She was celebrating the two-year anniversary. And I'll just say really quick about Jonah that I liked him better than I liked Matt Myra. I'm still holding a grudge about Matt Myra on Allison, uh, his appearance on Allison's show. <laughs> okay, well, before I get into that, um, I listened to The Nerdist uh, for years, and Jonah was my least favorite, but the characters he would do... Um, I'm thinking specifically of Pussy Talking Jonah was very funny. Um, and also he did an episode of a kind of one-off podcast called My Ray or the Highway with My- Matt Myra. And so they're good on there. But Jonah was my least favorite of the three Nerdist hosts. What beef do you have with Matt? Because I kind of think I remember what. Oh, yeah, you probably know. Um, well, first I'll say... Ah, I, I, Jonah, I like Jonah on the Nerdist. Um, but again, I, I only listen to the only episodes of the Nerdist I listen to, and I have a backlog are the people that I'm interested in. I don't like listen to the hostful episodes or anything. Um, but I've liked him. I feel like Matt is kind of more of a jerk. The thing that Matt, that I didn't like about Matt was him loving that site where they shamed fat people. Um, oh, on Reddit, yeah. And he thought it was so wonderful. And he seems to have no compassion for people who are overweight. And and that guy, um, dang it, I can't remember his name, that Allison interviewed a few, a couple months ago, was yeah. the same way. It's interesting how the how these people who were like 500 pounds um, will act like it's no big deal to lose weight. And I'm like, well... You know, and and then they don't really seem to have compassion for it. And it may have been his truth, but it just felt weird to me. Like he's got someday these issues are going to come surfacing because he's acting like he has no issues now. But I don't know. It just he just rubbed me the wrong way. What I thought you were going to say is that I think he said something about her apartment looking like she just moved in. And I thought, that's oh, no, that that was just funny. People can razz her. I'm OK with that. It's just when they're obviously being jerks. 
or trying to make her feel bad, like actually trying to make her feel bad or, you know, that's I just or if they when they keep saying, when are you going to have Corolla on your show? I want to kick them in the teeth. All of that ticks me off. But I'm I'm a little bit overprotective. Clearly. <laughs> well, so that can bring us back to this Jonah Ray episode, yes. because he said nerds can be a vile beast. And yes, that is an understatement. That's true. And I was just what I was thinking about that was I saw some negative comments about him on Allison's, you know, tweets and Facebook posts. And I feel like they're just um, residual thoughts from other things that they don't like about him because I thought he was fine on her episode, but they would say some one person tweeted, yeah, if you want to, if you, uh, want to listen to him do a bunch of humble bragging. This is the episode for you. I didn't really notice that he did that. And then um, I noticed that he seemed grateful for, you know, the stuff that's going on, but I didn't notice. And then somebody else said I had to bail because he kept uh, airing other people's dirty laundry. Maybe I forgot something about the episode, but I don't remember him airing other people's dirty laundry. He talked about his parents, but anybody who goes on Allison's show talks about their parents. (laughs) And usually that's met with, oh, good for you for, you know, talking about your childhood or whatever. You know, I don't know. That It just seemed like unfair criticism that I'm like, were you listening to the same show I was listening to? And maybe I missed something, but I don't know. Either of those criticisms I saw felt it didn't seem like they were relevant for the, the episode of her show. Right. And so the, the thing that he was talking about was obviously he's the new host for – Mystery Science Theater 3000. And the thing that he talked about was, like, when there's something that you love so much, you get very passionate about it, like like us with Allison. And, yes. And you kind of maybe go overboard and try to tear something down, but because you care about it so much. It, like, the same thing with the, with the new Ghostbusters, I feel, is happening. It's kind of ridiculous how far some people take it. Yeah. And I think all the nerdist people have talked about, Chris and Matt also mentioned in their episodes with Allison that, you know, these people can get really hipster like when it comes to the nerd culture and like accuse them of not being authentic. And because they've gotten big is all I, you know, is how I figure it's happening. But it is out of just a passion for something that you kind of want to be like, this is my thing and you don't want Mm -hmm. like people who are not a hundred percent into it as as much as you are to get into it. So I can understand where the nerds come from, but it's yeah, yeah. not a good thing. And and Allison right. mentioned that it's kinda or or Jonah mentioned that it's kinda like like with punk, like it's it's an underground thing and Allison said, you know, the more mainstream something is, it, it will be ruined. Yes. Yep. And since they've gotten more mainstream the uh, these three nerds from the Nerdists have gotten more mainstream and more popular. They get questioned a lot more. And Jonah mentioned that he deleted Twitter off of his phone. Allison mentions all the time that all she feels like she does is just refresh, refresh. So also Allison mentioned that she's making a concerted effort to not see bad things. And I have started doing this also. Um, There is a genre of music in uh on like the mexican radio that are called narco corridos and they went from kind of like just kind of like stories of you know kind of like smugglers or 
you know, just outlaws to a very aggressive type of music that is very graphic about, you know, the things going on in Mexico. And mm. some of these songs are pretty good. I would hear about like, oh, this big drug dealer was killed. There's there's video of it, much like the ISIS videos. And I, I, I would see a couple of these, you know what I mean? And it got Boy. to the point where I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting these horrible images in my head? It, yeah. I know the world is a fucked up place. I don't need to see people die. And mm -hmm. I started cutting so much things out of my life. And now... Like oh, today, good. a news story went through the Twitter feed and I read what the headline was and I said, no mm -hmm. thanks, kept on moving. Yep. Yeah, I try to do that, but things affect me. So I have to, I mean, I was the kid who, I, I think I mentioned this before when I was a kid, if I saw even just one of those uh, shows where a kid died, like I would worry that I, mom, dad, did I get a blood transfusion? Is it possible I got AIDS? What, or if I felt tired, do I? could I have cancer? You know, that kind of thing. So as a kid, I really had to be careful. But even if I overheard a show, you know, that would bother for me for like two weeks. It could are, be, and it would be all I could think about. So even as an adult, I'm careful. Are you a hypochondriac? No. And that's the thing. I'm actually really not, except if I watch something dramatic on TV, then I will be. So getting back to the show, um, when, Jonah got the call about being the guy. He said he had a why me mentality about bad things, but why can't it also be good every now and then? And I would say I'm I'm very cynical, very um what's the word? I often do think like like yeah, why would that be me? Like it it wouldn't. It's not going to be. And then but then oh. also but like he said, you know, it, you should also have that mentality about why it, not it me? Could happen. Yeah, why not you? I mean, I never have that. I never think, why not me? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's, I'm like you. I'm like, yeah, it's not going to be me. And I'm the positive one in my family. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's hard to just imagine that this really great thing is going to happen for you. I just don't have that kind of confidence. Right. Well, so then, and then Allison mentioned, like, does, is it, does it seem smaller because you're involved? And he said, kind of, yeah, like it's, it's all tied to self-esteem and feeling unworthy. That was a good question that Allison asked, actually. Does it make you does it make it seem smaller because you're involved? And I wouldn't have thought to ask that question. But when she asked it, I was like, that's a good question because doesn't everything seem smaller or less significant once you're a part of it than when you're looking in or looking out looking in from the outside? I feel like I mean this is kind of an abstract concept, but I do feel like that's true for me anyway. I'll be like, Yeah, this is you know, if I'm looking at it from, you know, looking in from the outside, I'm kind of like, you know, that situation's really cool or that person's really cool. But once I get to know them or the situation or I'm, I'm a part of it, it just becomes so normal to me that it just doesn't seem as exotic or cool or I don't know. I'm not or expressing special it super or something. Yeah, or special. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't appreciate it still, but I kind of feel like it just seems not quite as significant anymore. Right. And I mean, it's like that with everything. Like when something becomes your reality, it just becomes 
regular like it just right, is right, every right. day like like if you went on vacation somewhere and you're like oh I could live here forever and then you live there and then you're like you know right. stuck in traffic and you're like oh I hate this whatever mm-hmm. it's just once something becomes real it's just a thing like it's not right. it's not strange anymore so then he he mentions okay so I recently started a new job I hated my last job I was there for eight miserable years it it did get me thinking when I was having a bad day at work and I was thinking what I need to get I need to figure out what I want to do and going back to the Bumbershoot episode that has not been released I asked um, for the topic sombrero she picked my question and I asked I don't know what I want to do with my life but I hate my job you know give me any advice or whatever and when Rachel commented she she kind of said you know just you know you have to fill your life outside of work with things that you enjoy and I guess you know just work is just work essentially is how she said it but I was just thinking well Jonah said that everything that he does is reminiscent of what he was passionate about passionate about as a kid and Mm. and I try to think about that like what are the things I'm into and I know what those are, but I don't know how I can make money at them. Capitalize on that, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, it depends on the person, too. Some people can just, um, I'm kind of like one of those people who's like, okay, work is work. It can be stressful. I lose sleep over it all the time. But I guess I don't, and I, and I actually like my job for the most part, but there's lots of it. Like, I, I swear I'll be happy when I can retire. I'm not going to be one of those people who's going to be sad about it. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I can live with that. I don't need to love every minute of my job, blah, blah, blah. But then my husband, somebody who he was in a job that he liked the job, but circumstances surrounding it, you know, the politics of it and everything was just just ruined his life until he could get out of it, even with all the hobbies he has and everything. So, but so for me, it, it, I guess it just depends on how things affect you and right. how, and, um, we just have different ways of approaching that kind of thing, I guess. To me, it's easy for me to say, well, just that's kind of the way I would advise too, but I know it doesn't work for everyone. It didn't work for Bill. He was miserable even, you know, so he couldn't enjoy those outside things because work. And if you think about it, Work takes up a lot. T- takes up a lot of your waking hours. I wrote down <clears throat> how his friend was saying, you know, why you? Why didn't? But oh, that's right. That is one of the things I wanted to talk about. That friend's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you can think that. You can think that. You can say that to somebody else. But why would you say that directly to a friend? I'm like, and I'm glad Allison's like. Was he kidding or was he serious? And he was serious. And apparently, I don't know why you would say that to a friend. That just seems mean. I could I could see where the friend was coming from. Like, <laughs> I get where he's coming from, but saying it directly to him seemed harsh. I get him thinking it. I get him complaining to his wife about it or to another friend, but directly to him just seemed like. But I maybe I just live in a soft world <laughs> where uh. that behavior isn't okay. (laughs) I'd be offended if somebody said that to me, if I had something good happen to me and they said, why you? (laughs) True. But 
the the thing the the way I saw it, I I agree with you. That's like a mean thing to say, and I would never say that to someone. But um, I feel like with your friends, you should be able to tell them anything. And I think yeah. this friend was kind of just coming from like the like maybe feeling sorry for himself or something, but just like one, maybe there's a better way to say it. Why not me? Instead of why you? <laughs> right. Well, I think he did say that his friend was saying, you know, why why didn't he go out and achieve things, you know, like Jonah did? because he wasn't working hard <laughs> to achieve them. Yeah, it's funny because when, going back to the Nerdist, um, Chris Hardwick would always say that people ask him, how do I get into stand-up? How do I do this? How do I do that? And he would just tell them, literally, just start doing it. And that yeah. is everything. And, and I hate to... I hate to use a cliche, but that I do think sometimes the fake it till you make it is a thing, you know? Yeah. Because that's how you start learning. Right. <laughs> it's funny when, when uh, I, I don't know if it was when Chris Hardwick was on Allison's show, but he was talking about <clears throat> being positive and how people make fun of him for being so happy and positive. And he's saying that he's not always happy and positive, but he tries to project that and it makes things actually better. And mm. and sometimes I think I should adopt that policy, but it's just so hard. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not going to happen. Here's something I wrote down that you don't have to answer, but I think she asked him, <laughs> um, what is the worst thing that he's done? Or like, what are these bad things he's done? And he wouldn't say, but I, I've, I've actually thought about this a lot. What is, is there something that you think is like the worst thing you've done? Okay, well, here is what I can say about that. There are moments when I, and I think people have talked about this on the show and, of course, in real life, um, where I think back on something and I'm like, oh, and I just cringe about how I handled the situation or how I treated somebody. Um, I can't think of, like, the worst thing I've done, though. Um, the, what, okay, oh, man, maybe you should cut this out because I don't mean for this to sound pious in any way. But I think... A good thing that being in a in a pretty uh, strict religion, as far as there's a bunch of different rules to follow or whatever, that's kind of made it easier for me to not have done a bunch of things, you know, um, that maybe I would have done if I was just naturally, you know, without those parameters. Does that make sense? Maybe yeah. not. Um, so, but have I treated people have I been crappy to people? Yes. And I think that's probably, you know, and I try to be nice to people and I hope I'm nicer now to people as an adult than I was like in third or fourth grade, which is the times that I'm kind of thinking of, <laughs> but even as, you know, but I'm hoping I've gotten better. And of course, sometimes I've gotten more grumpy cause I'm, you know, getting old. Um, so, but I don't know I, what's the worst thing I've ever done. I couldn't tell you not because I'm not willing to, it's just, I, not really sure what to put, what to, I can't put my finger on what that is at the moment anyway. Right. Okay. So, so you? I was hoping for like some kind of confession about how you. Oh, sorry. I got, would, I would for you if I could think of it. How, you know, <laughs> you like jumped an old lady in an alley or something. Oh, <laughs> I tried, but I missed. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the fact that I, nothing really jumps to the forefront 
I think that means that we we haven't done anything bad, but right. or not that we haven't done anything bad. Just oh yeah, I mean I'm certainly not perfect. Terrible, like like you know, kill someone or I haven't hit murdered someone anyone. Right. Right. So and I have a pretty high guilt factor. Like I will feel guilty. Like I'll spend a, a few days with my family and I'll come home and I'll be like, you know, even though it was a good visit, and I'll be like oh man, I shouldn't have said that to my sister. Oh, I shouldn't have gotten that little bit of a debate with her or him or whatever. Like I, So I feel guilty, which keeps me in line. Well, the next note that I have just says, cocaine, exclamation point. Oh boy, his parents sounded like they were... Um, that. He, it sounds like he went through quite... And they didn't really get super into it. I mean, he talked about it, but they didn't get super into it as far as living with his parents but that sounds like there's probably a lot of stories there it, like he said there was always a lot of love there and I feel like yeah even though there were some issues I think that's kind of the important part yeah I would I would agree with that I mean it kind of sounded like there was a lot of love there but maybe some neglect and and sometimes it's like how can those two things be but I think you know, and who knows what a lot of love means? I would have liked to have known what that meant. Did a lot of love mean they said nice through nice things? They said nice things to you sometimes, or did they spend time with you, or did they just not hit you? I I, I kind of want to know what a lot of love really meant. Right, and well, and then he he mentions that he asked why didn't they you know I guess spend as much time on him. But oh, yeah. they said his brother needed it more. And that, oh. that was interesting to me because, I mean, I can't, like, we've all seen, that. like, the bad kid. You know what I mean? And yeah. and you're just like, why don't these parents do something about it? And I guess these parents were, maybe? Right. Well, I feel like coming from a big family and then other families that I've observed, but even in my own family, the people who need the most get the most attention. And that's something I hope my family never listens to this. Um, but um, like Bill or Bill and I, we don't ever ask for help, so we don't get help, or we never, we never, you know what I mean? Like where other people in my family they get enormous financial help or you know things given to them, including my parents have given like cars to certain family members, and we wouldn't dream of ever acting like we needed any of that stuff. So we don't get it. You know what I mean? So sometimes I can feel a little bitter, like, why don't I ever get a car? Or why, you know, my parents are not rich. So when I'm saying a car, I'm talking about like a $2,000 car, you know, Um, that was theirs. And they decided to upgrade. So they gave them the car. But but then I'm like, well, not only do I not need that from them, which I'm glad for, but I've never acted like I've needed any of that stuff from them. So that's why I don't get it, I guess. So I don't know. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, it's kind of like the the squeaky wheel gets the oil or whatever. Yes. Um, yes. And I and the more this this uh, this call goes on, the more I think me, you, and probably Bill are very similar people. Yes. I, I would never think of like also because it goes like no one likes a complainer and right. So you don't want to complain and and I and it's so weird when people do and I'm like. And and they yeah. get the attention. It's like, right. It, but I guess that's just because then they think you know you're not asking for help. You don't need anything. You're very independent. You're so strong, is what they're thinking. Yeah, and that's what my parents will say to me. Very similar. I could relate to what Jonah said. That letter that he got from his mom that said, you know, 
basically you didn't, what it, was it? You didn't need as much or whatever. My parents, I had a sister who's actually very smart and, and you know, successful and everything. But when we were in school, I was a much, but much better student than she was, but we were in the same grade. So my parents would, or not my parents, but my mother would downplay my grades and not want to make a big deal out of it because she wouldn't want my sister to feel bad. And I think that's kind of terrible. You know, I'm not saying make my sister feel that she should have made my sister feel bad, but like literally it had to be downplayed. I remember one time, oh, geez, I feel like, you know, I'm on Oprah now um, or Allison show. I remember one time I was getting this award um, at an awards banquet and I didn't even tell my parents about it. But finally, I did mention it to my dad and my dad got all excited. He's like, oh, that's great. And he went out to tell my mom. And I knew this was going to happen, which is why I never told them or, or why I hadn't told them until that point. And he's like, did you hear Leanne's getting this award? And I heard her say, you know, Mark, shh, you're going to make Jackie feel bad. Oh. That's my sister. <laughs> yeah. And so and I was like, see, I, I knew that was going to happen. And then now I have two sisters who are in similar grades that the same thing's happening to them. And it's hard to watch. One's a really good student. The other one struggles and so the one who's a really good student, my mom is doing the same thing. I probably understand how Jonah felt during that, you know? Okay, wait a minute. You have two sisters in the same grade? They're um, both adopted. So they're in the same, they're the same age, but they joined our family at different times. Okay. How old are they? They're not twins. They're right. 16. We have like two, fam- we have uh, two generations I call um, my my uh, maiden last name is Moro, as you probably know from Twitter. Um, and uh, so I call them Moros, the second generation or the next generation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because the, uh, <laughs> there's this older, uh, there's the older Moros. We're all in our thirties. And then there's the Moros who are like in their early twenties to um, mid teens. Because <laughs> I have two teenagers at home. I was gonna say you're you look pretty young, but I don't know. <laughs> but not that young. Yeah, 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 yeah. That your parents have kids in school right. still. That's why I was asking. Yes, um, yes, yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're both gonna be seniors, I think, next year, or juniors or seniors. So, I felt like his um episode could have been longer. You know, I don't really remember his first episode with Allison, so maybe some of the stuff that I would have wondered about elaborating on was in that episode. I just don't really remember that episode for some reason. During the the Twitter questions, our pal Mallory asked uh, where he would live. And he said that he doesn't like New York. And Allison was like kind of... I know. She was shocked by that. Yeah. Have you... So, well, first of all, where would you live? Nashville. I Except why. it's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> too hot. And I don't want to deal with the natural disasters. But if not for those things... That's would be that's I wanted to live there since I was a kid. Wait, where would you want to live? Where would I want to live? So because I love rap music so much, mm-hmm. people think that I've been to New York or that I want to live in New York. And I actually, for the same reason he said, I don't want to live in New York mm-hmm. because people it I everyone says New Yorkers are actually nice. It's just like a like a false stereotype that people are rude over there. Right. But 
I don't think I would want to live in New York because I don't like people, and there's a lot of people in New York. Even the people who love New York admit it's hard living there. Yeah. You know? Now, you have to carry everything. You have to. It yes. just, that sounds hard. Another thing is, <laughs> I love driving, and no one drives in New York. They're like, oh, we right. just walk everywhere. I'm like, what? right? No way. Yeah, exactly. No, like, I would I not like that. It's like a it's like a really small city, really, when you think of it. But still, like, and you can't pick up traffic. all the groceries you want. You can't. I don't know. I'm. I'm not. I don't like that. It's just a different lifestyle, and I'm sure I could like get used right. to it. So Jonah mentioned, so you know, <laughs> you know how Allison says that her transitions are like. Can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, mine are all so. <laughs> Right, right. Oh, yeah. Hers are like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of saying so, I should just start saying, okay. Okay. Yep. Jonah mentioned (laughs) one of my favorite podcasts towards the end during a JMO. And we're going to do JMOs later, but I'm going to mention one right now. One of the Monday JMOs was from Katie Shrum, and she said, ketchup is gross, just gross. Just me or everyone. My husband agrees with her. I love okay. ketchup, not on everything. I'm not like somebody who will put ketchup on my eggs, but yeah, those I like people ketchup. Are crazy. Like, what are you, yeah, five years have, old? Yeah, I have a friend, and my dad does it. My dad's Canadian, so I always thought it was a Canadian th- thing. But then one of my friends does it too. But Bill, my husband, hates ketchup. Like, he's. <laughs> and what, who was it? And Bill loved this because I told him about a guest a while back. Somebody said something about. Allison said, um, or somebody did a JMO about ketchup, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I don't like ketchup. I'm a grown up." <laughs> and Bill related to that. He's like, "Yeah, I don't like ketchup. I'm an adult." <laughs> ketchup is fine on a hamburger or a hot dog, but Bill's a mustard guy, but not a ketchup. And I don't understand. Yeah, I like both. I, I I put yeah, I put mustard also, but these people who eat their French fries with tons of ketchup. All you can taste is ketchup. Stop it. Well, I don't want that just much like, ketchup. Yeah, just like a little ketchup on your fries is fine. But these people yeah. who are like, you know, they ask for like that's too handfuls much. Yeah. of packets at the drive-thru. No, that's, you need like oh, two no packs. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, I hate those packets. I'll just eat it without ketchup if I have to deal with those packets. So the reason I wanted to talk about this JMO uh, outside of the JMO segment is because right. um, Katie Shrum, Seems like a perfectly nice person. I think she was at the show, uh, the Bumbershoot episode show. Episode show? Hi, Katie. Yes. Hi, Katie. I don't think you listen, but... um, Oh, you should, though. Jonah mentioned um, banana ketchup, which sounds like crazy talk. But I don't think I would like that. But then he mentioned Jollibee, and he mentioned that he just talked about it on an episode an episode of a podcast called Doughboys. Now, the reason this is important to me, and it should be important to everyone who's listening, is, well, one, Doughboys is a very funny podcast where they rate and review fast food chains or just restaurant chains, period. And um, he did Jollibee for the Doughboys podcast, and I've been emailing them and by that I mean I've emailed them like twice and tweeted them once, that they need to have Jenna Kim Jones. Yes, we gave we gave assignments last time and we came through. So we can do this this time. 
Thank you. That's yes. what I was going to say. We're going to start a campaign. Tweet at Doughboys Pod and yes. tell them that you want to hear Jenna Kim Jones talking about Portillo's. I oh, tweeted Portillo's. them. That's the place her and Al like to go to. It's a chain. Okay. Right. So it qualifies. And right. I've just heard of it besides from them. <laughs> I, I, I've tweeted them a long time ago. I've emailed them a couple times that they need to have her on. I get no response. I keep. How rude. I <laughs> yes, exactly. Offense. I, I know. <laughs> I I I gave them her credentials. Her I said her fast foodie credentials, and I yeah said Al gifted her a case of Taco Bell mild sauce. She and you gotta make sure you always throw in comedian, so they know she's not just some random person. Right. I mentioned how many Twitter followers she has. I mentioned oh, she's on this really podcast. I mentioned uh-huh. that she's uh, she was a writer on the Daily Show, or not a writer. She was she worked on the Daily Show. I, I've mentioned so many different things, and I get no response. Sold it well. They have a lot of people on who are their friends from UCB, and I think that's why. And they've had some mm-hmm. big guests, but they I like I told Allison and Jenna in in real life when I was at Allison's house, I told her. <laughs> so this actually goes back. To the questions, the Twitter questions, Dustin Marshall tw- tweeted them a question for Jonah. I forget what the question was. Dustin Marshall, if you don't know who that is, he's a podcast producer for Feral Audio. Oh, okay. I didn't know who he was. So he's somebody? He's somebody in the way Colonel <laughs> Jeff is somebody to us. Okay. He's their yes, Colonel okay. Jeff. Um, Got yeah. So if you listen and to Katie's the to- nerdist. Exactly. Katie Levine. Yeah. Love her as well. If- yes, me too. If you if you listen to Chelsea Pretty's po- podcast, if you listen to Doughboys, if you listen to anything on Feral Audio, they mention Dustin a lot. I when I when I met them again at Allison's house, I told her I've been tweeting, I've been emailing, I we need to get you on the Doughboys podcast, and she's like, oh yeah, thanks for doing that, yeah, that, I'd love to, and whatever. And then Allison's like, and I mentioned that it's on Feral Audio, and. And she's like, oh, that's uh, Dustin. And as she said that, I was literally saying, yeah, it's Dustin Marshall. <laughs> and she, Allison knows him. They follow each other on okay. Instagram. I was just so like, they know. I, I told her maybe you should uh, put in the good word there with Dustin. All right. Well, speaking of podcasts, I'm starting to get offended that Jenna has not been on Gilmore Guys yet. This <sighs> is not okay. I've tweeted... Other people, when they've asked more than once who should be a guest, I am not the only person that, that says Jenna. Several other people, especially on the Facebook page, have said Jenna. So there's no excuse for this not to have happened. And I'm a little up in arms about it. You Because know, Jenna will like it. She's made it clear that she's interested because she likes the tweets when I you know, tweet at them. Yeah. Same thing with the Doughboys one. She, she favorited my tweet to them that yeah. she should be on. And they favorited it, but they're just like yeah. probably just like, oh yeah, great, great. You're tweeting about us. We love right. that. So the right. thing, the thing with these, with California in general, and and just even more so in the podcast world, is everyone knows everyone. You know what I mean? So Jordan Morris, we all know, yes. from yeah. the Thursday Show, has been on the Doughboys uh, podcast, and he's um, a friend of the hosts. And okay. I mentioned that as well in my email. Oh, you, you, your pal Jordan Morris right. knows Jenna he very knows well Jenna. from being on the Thursday show of Allison's podcast. And I just go yes. on and on. 
and no response. And I tried to bribe them on the podcast to say <laughs> they can't be bought. And apparently they can't because they did not take me up on my offer. I'm not you giving up. Don't uh, give up. I'll help you. Yes. Everyone who's listening. Everybody. Please. I know we don't have a huge following. And it seems like a lot of people don't bother with Twitter that much. But write an email. Just tweet at Doughboys Pod that you want Jenna yes. Kim Jones on. It would be I'm, so it wonderful. Just makes, it just makes sense. Yes, it so. is so on brand. And I mentioned when she was on Totally Beverages and Sometimes Hot Sauce, how they mentioned they got a huge Mormon bump after she was That's on. Right. And I That's was like, right. oh, you're good. You need to be like a PR person. You know what? I'm, I'm sorry it's not working yet, but you're good. You thought of every angle. So I think we've gone on yes. very long yes. about the Monday episode. And I thought we hardly had anything to say. We should move on to the Thursday show. She yes. opens the show by calling us her little strombolis, which I don't even know what that is, but I love it. Me either. I was like, what is that exactly? But I didn't remember. And lest I forget later, since we're talking about food, I did think it was funny when she said that um, now when she and Daniel were talking about, you know, how she used it, her food habits were so strange, but now... Now that she's pregnant, when most people's food habits get strange, now she's eating like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, that that was funny. Like toast and regular food. <laughs> so at the at the top of the show, Allison mentions that she will be at Podfest. She does not know what day yet, but I have heard it through the grapevine. So it is tentatively scheduled for Saturday, September twenty fourth at noon. If you're wondering which day to come out for. I still suggest coming out for all three days, and this schedule can change. For now, that's probably when it's going to be. And also, don't tweet at LA Podfest or at Allison saying, hey, is this true? Because it's not official. You're hearing it through the grapevine, people. Just It's a rumor. Just plan accordingly, but please don't tweet at them and say, hey, what the hell? This guy told me something. Right. Um, are you into Pokemon at all? Um, no, um, my husband plays it some, he's not like obsessed, like some other people are. And, um, I, I did have a couple of comments about this though, because I actually think it's a brilliant idea, even though it's not something I do. I think this whole thing is a, the Pokemon go is a brilliant idea. It gets people who would normally be sitting inside, staring at their computer screens or their television screens, playing video games outside, moving, talking to, talking to each other. So I think it's awesome, but I've seen a lot of Pokemon curmudgeons on, uh, you know, social media, which kind of annoys me because I just feel like they're just being snotty. Um, but again, it's not something I play, but I know a lot of people who enjoy it and it's getting them outside. So that's good. That's better than me. I'm staying on my couch while it's 93 degrees for the next few days. <laughs> so I think I can I can speak to this pretty accurately. When Pokemon first came out here in the States, I was of the age where it was very, very popular. And uh -huh. shout out to Liam Kodal. Um, he, I don't think he listens, but um, shout out to him anyway. He is a Pokemon fan. I'm sure he's Pokemon going it up <laughs> as we speak. And so 
as a as a kid, I was a huge fan of Pokemon, the, the <clears throat> trading card game, the TV show, the movies, everything. I was really into it. Um, so you would think that I would be very into this Pokemon Go game, but I am not. And my friends all are, and it's driving mm. me crazy. Oh, so you're a Pokemon curmudgeon. I'm a curmudgeon, period. But Right. <laughs> um, in this case, I would say the thing, the problem with it is I went out to lunch with my friends, and literally the three of them were staring at their phones the whole time. And they were oh, looking that, at me like, why am I annoyed? And I'm like, I'm That doesn't not make annoyed. any sense because Bill is not obsessed like that. Because he, he just keeps it in his pocket and if it vibrates, then he'll pull it out really quick. But other than that, it's not. So I don't have to live with that. If I had to live with that, that would be weird. I mean, it's, it, it's fine that it's getting people out. I do like that. And you know what I've noticed about um, the Thursday gang? They're not really nerds. Daniel probably is really the only one. That is maybe a little bit Jeff, but really, I don't think so. Daniel is the only one who might be somewhat because, you know, the comic book connection and stuff. Yeah, well, first but of all, Jeff, Jeff is super cool, even though you might not think that he's like he's into cars oh, yeah. and whatnot. So to, yeah. he's just like he's like super he's cool. cool. Yes. <laughs> but um, yes. yeah, you would think you would think <clears throat> if anyone was, it would be Alan because he's into IT. But he's like more right. into like no, tech he's stuff, totally. not like, not yeah, he's not stuff. like he doesn't care about Star Wars or Doctor Who or any Doctor Who or any of that stuff. You know, he's just kind of curmudgeon about any of that stuff. He just likes technology. Daniel. Yeah, Daniel's the only one who's really into the nerdy things. A funny thing that I thought uh that came out during the Pokemon talk was Daniel admitted to playing it and she said when when did you say that? And he's yeah. like, I just said it. You just weren't listening or you didn't hear it. And I thought that was so funny. And did you hear Allison, her yeah. her impression of him? That was hilarious. Well, she says something oh, like, uh, oh, he's... Well, that's he's, not unusual yeah. or something. <laughs> right. uh, I guess the next thing they talked about was Greg uh, has been off of sugar for eight days. Yes. Except for that honey, which yeah. doesn't... I don't know what the honey thing was, but, well, but, but yeah. But that counts, right? I would have thought so. <laughs> but, but nobody called him on it. <laughs> well, I guess it's better because it's natural as opposed to like refined sugar or whatever. Right. But, and what um, does he, how does he eat this honey? Probably like in tea. Just a spoonful? Is is tea? he a, is he a tea kind of person, do you think? I feel like no, but maybe because he does surprise me. Then he mentioned that he does things to test his self-control. Right. And I've, I actually did that. I quit. Drinking for a year. Whoa. I made myself eat salads every day for a year. I wow. Do, I do these things occasionally just to see if I can, but I joke that it was just to torture myself. But <laughs> I think it was just because I want to make a change, and the only way I can is if, if I force myself to do it every single day. I can't be like, a, yeah. oh, like, you know, five times a week or three times a week. That doesn't work for me. I have right. to do it all or nothing. And usually they say if you've done it for a year, it's it's a thing, but... That's, I don't think that's true because um, I know like vegetarians who are vegetarians for like seven years and then they're back to eating meat or whatever, you know. I did think it was funny that he said the only thing he really hasn't tried it on was alcohol because he just knows that's not going to happen. Yeah, it was funny because he says uh, that he can't 
quit alcohol and I think was it Daniel who said there's a word for that yep I know I laughed out loud yep <laughs> he's so like, funny he's so funny I don't think he gets the credit he deserves but he's I agree. very very funny he is super funny so I don't know um in your part of the U.S. what they say but do you call them sneakers or tennis shoes I thought that was hilarious because, well, not hilarious, but interesting because sneakers, tennis shoes are tennis shoes. There are tennis shoes and then they're sneakers. I don't call everything tennis shoes. And I was thinking, I don't even know what I call them. I just call them shoes. Like I don't call them, but like I have sneakers, like running, running sneakers, you know, uh, not that I run, but I don't call everything, um, you know, the things with laces and stuff. I don't call everything um tennis shoes right so okay so if it was like a running shoe i would literally say running shoes or gym shoes oh okay so i just call them shoes i guess i would call them sneakers but i think i'm more specific because like i mentioned before i'm kind of into clothes Allison mentioned that he said he was into sneakers and she said he was a sneakerhead. And then he said that he <laughs> wasn't a sneakerhead or something, but he did have a phase of like Adidas shell toes. And that is actually the Adidas superstar is what it's called. And I have a pair <laughs> and I, they're like right next to me right now. But oh. um, I have been wearing Adidas superstars for many years and that's because of rap music. Everything I do is somehow related to rap music. <laughs> and obviously everyone knows Adidas shell toes are associated with Run DMC. And that's my little way of... Because uh, I'm not a like a Jordan guy. I could never wear that kind of dumb shoe. But I think the Adidas Superstar is a classic shoe and it's hip-hop related. So that's why I wear them. I did think that the most interesting part about the shoe sneaker tennis shoe conversation was when Al said in Illinois, everyone has to take PE every day. I was like, what? I don't think we did it every day. I feel like it was probably like every other day. It was like twice a day, I feel, or twice a week, I thought I remember. Yeah. Not every day. Like, I'd be miserable. I would drop out. And and Daniel said that, (laughs) In, I guess in Arizona, they don't even do it in a gym. It's always outside. Right. And for us, it was the opposite. We'd always be inside and occasionally we would go It would be a special treat to go outside. Yeah. But then again, we live in a colder climate, so. (laughs) Speaking of the gym, how do you feel about sweatpants? I only own one kind of a pair of sweatpants I don't even know what to call them I don't own a real pair of sweatpants I'm not against them I just don't have any because even in the winter I run hot at night and that's the only time I'd ever wear sweatpants is if I was like in pajamas um they would be my pajamas honestly but I still wear shorts to bed even in the winter because I'm so hot at night like I'll wake up in the morning and I get up before Bill, and he says, if I'm out of bed for like a half hour, my side of the bed is still hot. So <laughs> so I don't own any real sweatpants. And I could not believe she wore sweatpants out in public. <laughs> so I mentioned this on, I think I, think I edited it out of the last episode, but I was telling uh, Lisa that I don't like when people go outside 
in in clothes like gym clothes the only time i'm seen outside in gym clothes is if i'm going to the gym but i have had had that moment where you see yourself in a mirror and you're like that's what i look like <laughs> i don't ever have that moment thankfully i'm one of those people who if i'm just around home i'll just wear pajama shorts or whatever but if i'm out in public i'm usually wearing khakis or jeans but I only own like one pair of jeans because I hardly wear them. So I don't know. I wouldn't wear sweatpants, but I'm she, not pregnant. All bets are off then. <laughs> right. And then she mentions maternity <clears throat> clothes and Jenna was kind of singing the praises of her maternity pants. And I can't imagine what these pants are like. Maybe I should go to a maternity store just to check them out. But the way to describe them sounded awful. Yeah, there's like a band that goes up to your chest. Like that sounds that, horrible. Yeah, that sounded terrible. I was like, what are they talking about? And they're just talking about it casual. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the way. I hope she's got taken uh, Jenna's advice by now because I would like her to be more comfortable than she has been. <laughs> <laughs> well, she can always get more comfortable, apparently. She is going to be so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was funny. Um, Daniel mentioned that he gets motivated at 11.30 p.m. And I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, I'm definitely not a morning person. And with my new schedule, I have to be up very, very early. And that means I have mm. to go to sleep very early. And mm. it's really screwing with my head. And oh, yeah, I, bet. I don't like it. But yeah, I will... I've had to change my schedule specifically for Thursdays so I can listen to the show. So what I will do now is I'll nap, wake up at 9.55, listen to the episode, and then go back to sleep. I Now I'm really curious about their schedule because I think Jenna was talking about or everyone's schedule, I mean, not just Daniel and Allison, but um, someone was, was it you that was talking about how they have dinner so late? That was oh, you, right? Yes. Yes, so, but nobody else seemed to think that was weird except me. <laughs> and um, and Jenna was mentioning how she goes to sleep like a couple hours after Al does, and and so I'm just thinking, I like what time does he go into work? I'm like, how much does yeah. he sleep? I like hearing uh, 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 Greg's reactions to the snacks because there's always one snack that he just loves right. each time. There's something he always gravitates to and something that he yes. just doesn't really like at all. Right, yeah. Allison did start talking about how she ate toast. And yes. she eats weird food normally, so now she eats normal food. Right, yes. And I thought that was funny. Yes, I know I I noticed that. And I'm and I'm glad she's eating the snacks too during yeah. uh, the snack chat. Everyone has been saying how it's gonna be a good thing for snack chat now that she's pregnant and also, she mentioned that she ate toast, and I, if I eat toast, it's like just a toasted piece of bread, and maybe if I have butter, I'll put butter on it, but this goes, I, I can't go a show without mentioning my best pal, Megan, and when <laughs> we, we went to eat, I've never seen someone just enjoy their toast as much as she did. She like put <laughs> jam on it and spread it so perfectly that it looked oh, wow. like a commercial. Like it was like edge wow. to edge coverage and it was so smooth and I want know. her to I want her to make me toast. I'm not well, great at spreading. <laughs> well when 
if you ever visit her home. If I ever come out to California. She won't cook for you, so good luck with the toast. I heard that. I'm loving the advice segment. I Yeah. And I And I like that they take the time to actually really talk about it. Yeah, and I mean, what better group of people to give you advice? So today we got a double dose of advice. Um, the first letter was from Donna, whose boyfriend has a drinking problem. And I don't rem- remember it in her letter, but I guess it's a long-term or a long-distance relationship. Yes, and she did say that. He he was abusive. and yeah. Well, he did one thing, but it was pretty severe and it scared her like she didn't think that he would ever hurt her or you know physically hurt her but it sounded like he'd had a drinking problem for a while but then that night when she asked him to stop drinking in the tent you know then he grabbed her and held her down or whatever and that's and she did finally get away but I thought their advice was right on get out of that run yeah um and there wasn't too much they didn't really talk about it too much, but um, the the one thing that Jeff said that I kind of took note of, which I hate to bring up the former employer, but Jeff said, yeah. "Oh, you don't, you know, like she mentioned in the letter, she doesn't want to lose those three years that she had with him, but like the former employer used to say, like, do you want to make it four years? Do you want to make it five? You know, just you should get out of it now." And uh, yep. I agree with. Oh, that. he said that well. Well, then he's right on that. I'll give the former employer that because that's that's correct (laughs) right so i think the letter that was a real attention grabber was from ray yes that's and and i want to know how she came up with these names because she said she changed the names (laughs) yeah they were um and ray ann is not a a real kind of name yeah exactly so that just popped into her head apparently (laughs) so what did you think of this girl's situation that is, I mean, I thought their advice was right on. I thought that was a crazy story. I agree. She needed to, she need, I, I, I thought, who was it that suggested she give the husband, you know, 24 hours to say something? I don't remember. One of them. And Jeff actually had really good advice to give on, um, on that one. I remember. Well, yeah, apparently Think- he kind of went through that. Right, and it didn't work out well for him, but he still knows he did the right thing, and ultimately that's what needs to happen. And maybe this friend won't be a friend of hers anymore; it'll be too awkward. But it's still better than um, I. And you know what I really liked? Just because that sister's family, if she's gonna do that to somebody, it's okay to just let her go for a while. <laughs> right. Okay. So I think everyone pretty much was in agreement on what she should do, but. I was thinking about it from the girl's perspective. Um, just, you know, you got to hear both sides. Shout out to DZ. Right. Nice. She <laughs> says that they're soulmates. They found out they were soulmates. Now, if this is true, I know everyone was very cynical and they're like, oh, this, like Greg said, oh, he just wants to fuck the both of them or whatever, or fuck this girl, or whatever. What if they are soulmates? Does that make a difference? I say no. Either way, this girl still needs the friend needs to know. Right. Uh, you know, either way, it doesn't make a difference. Fine, it's making it easier for them to get together then. But does that does that win this girl any sympathy? Does that win these people any sympathy? Like, is it gonna be awkward at Christmas if they're like married and have five kids? You know what I mean? 
It might be, but I think ultimately families will just kind of fake it until they get, you know, to a point where they don't think about it all the time. I know that from my family anyway. Um, so sooner or later, they'll support whatever makes the sister happy that's not absolutely unethical. Right now, what they're doing is unethical. Now, if, you know, at some point when they, you know, if it turns out they are soulmates and he's not connected to somebody else, then that's a whole different story. Not the best origins, but it's still ultimately a different story. But right now, he is engaged to somebody else and lying to her. And so that's just wrong, however you cut it, whether he's the soul, he and the uh, woman and sister are soulmates. I mean, I, they may be soulmates, but he shouldn't be cheating on somebody. He should break it off. So, Right. <laughs> I think the problem was that it is seemingly ongoing. If it was like a one-time thing, that would have been... Right. And then they broke, and then he broke it off. Right. right. Yeah. And I think they kind of said that too, but this is like a calculated, we're lying, we're meeting in a different, we're both flying to a different city, you know, and he's lying and she's just as, I feel like culpable as he is since she knows that he's, you know, attached, engaged to somebody. He, she could say, you need to break it off first before we. Before, I mean, because you can know sparks are flying before you have sex, even. They could have almost gone too far and stop. And from what from what the, the person who wrote in the question said, this is not something that surprises her about her sister. Because remember that part of the letter? Yeah, I do. That, that was uh, very telling. <sighs> That's probably somewhat why there's some skepticism, too. Yeah, so I guess we're all pretty much in agreement as to what she should do. Yeah. And, and I okay. thought their advice is good, they're compassionate, but they're realistic. So I just really quick, I wrote down that Daniel's mom is named Diane and Jenna's dad is called Jeff. And you were probably getting to this, that they know, or that Jenna calls them by um, their first names. Actually, and I, what I, thought, I was not getting to sorry. that. I didn't think it was super crazy, but what, what do you think? Well, I thought it was funny that everybody else at that table are a lot more progressive than Jenna and Al, right? Presumably. And they were all shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Like Greg was shocked. Like you would call your parents by their first name. I don't know. I didn't, I don't find it that weird, but I guess I would never call my parents by their name. I just thought my parents would kill if we called them by the first names, except like if we're just trying to get their attention and and like we're like mom mom and they don't and, and she doesn't hear us then we'll be like Janet we can do that <laughs> but otherwise it's like you know no and then just like I think Greg or was saying or I don't remember who no it was Al I think was saying you know when we were kids everybody was Mr. Mrs. who weren't related to us and then we did have to use uncle and aunt but as soon as I was an adult or felt like I was old enough to almost be an adult. I started testing that and stopped. <laughs> and now I don't do it. Now, if I ask my dad about his uh, brother, I'll say, how's Brian? I don't say, how's Uncle Brian? Which I don't, I think that's just because I can is why I did right. that. It's not even a conscious thing anymore. It's just when I started doing it, it's because I could. Because, you know, when I was not living at home anymore, what's, what are they going to do? Say, you have to call him Uncle Brian. <laughs> you know, they're not going to do that. But. Growing up, we everything was formal, had to be formal like that. I, I, I have nothing else other than JMO stuff. 
Oh, I have. I, oh, what you don't have this. What I'm going to say next is that Greg Greg suggested that they all bring in their journals from high school and read entries from them. And I say yes, please. Yeah, I I forgot about that. Um, I don't know why I didn't write it down. Um, I that would be amazing. It it was mentioned before on the show, and I think yes, I do remember it was mentioned before. But they all seem to kind of agree, like okay, let's do that. So I'm gonna make that my mission that it happens. I'm not gonna stop bugging about Patreon or this until it happens. So <laughs> the the thing is that on the last time it was mentioned. Jenna mentioned that she would never let anyone read them, and Al has never read them. So I'm shocked right. that well, she, she would do it now. Choose. She can pick and choose what she wants to read, like funnier ones. You know what's funny? I never kept a journal because I'm way too like um, conscious that somebody could read it. So, I, But my sister Rachel, when we were teenagers, was really good at keeping journals, and they were so funny. And even now, if she reads one, like an entry to me or something, they're just hilarious. So I feel like I'm I'm envious of people who were are good journal keeper or journal keepers. And it surprises me that Greg is one of those people. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's a writer, so I guess. But <laughs> right, I I thought about like I remember as a kid thinking like it would be so interesting to keep a journal like it's it's more of a girl thing to do I think to keep like your diary or whatever but like it would just be interesting to you could just go back it's essentially a time machine like you could go back and see what you did on this specific day in the um Mormon church keeping a journal is very encouraged I mean I'm this is where I'm bad because I don't keep one but you know growing up that was always really encouraged to keep a journal like we like history, I guess. Just one more thing. For the last two weeks, they haven't read iTunes comments. Oh, I have not even noticed. Not today or last week. And I know I saw somebody on Facebook say, good, I'm glad you listened to my my request to not do the iTunes comments. I'm like, wait, I like the i Some, some of them have been kind of lame. I was like, eh. But I like the good iTunes comments, so maybe it's maybe they're right not to do it every time. But I liked, I liked it. What if like some week there's just not a lot of JMOs? Then what? There are segments that have come and gone. Like huh? they used to do the essentially the advice segment, but it was via phone at the yeah. very early episodes of the show. And you know they're just things that come and go. So I don't have a problem with them skipping the iTunes comment every now and then or. I don't yeah. find that she does the adopt a dog segment now. Even though I miss segments, like I love deleted tweets. I'm glad that she did it again since I've been on. Right. She re redid. Yes, one. it's good for her to um to shake it up a little bit. I would say. Right, variety so is the spice of not life. Not every so. every segment doesn't have to happen in every episode. I w- I would agree. Right. So even when like when Jenna can't be there, even if it's a subpar guest, like uh, what's her face? Uh, Susie. Yeah. I mean, I still like it because the fact that it's different keeps me interested. Like like when when everyone was out of town and they had um, the like the therapist or advice lady friend. Oh, right. Remember? Yes, yes, yes. Who did say the line that we haven't heard in a long time about the biscuit? 
Oh, yes. (laughs) The biscuit. Um, Are you ready to move on to the JMOs? Yes. Yes. Why don't you tell me which JMO caught your attention? My JMO was from Leanne M. Ward. She's she's kind of a dork, I've heard. But anyway, her JMO was great. And I don't feel like it was discussed well enough on the show. I don't remember the exact wording and I didn't write it down. But it was basically, I'm rubbed the wrong way when husbands refer to their wives as the wife or wifey. And and uh, I remember Allison said, yeah, I would be annoyed. I don't know anybody who you know, does that, but it would annoy me. Well, I know too many people who do that or write it, like refer to it, like when they're writing about it on a blog or in their Facebook or Twitter status. And it drives me crazy. I don't have a lot to say about that. I just feel like it rubs me the wrong way. Okay. Yeah. I, I wrote that down as one of them. And the only reason I wrote it down is I don't, I, it doesn't bother me if someone calls them the wife. Yeah. I have a friend who has been calling his wife the mm-hmm. wife before they were even married. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I wrote it down because you said as wifey, and I've literally yeah. never heard wifey outside of, like, early 2000s R&B music. Really? Like, oh. I, I read this blog, this autism blog, and um, he refers to his wife as wifey. And it drives me crazy. And I've heard other people do it too. And now you probably will hear it now that I pointed it out. Maybe. And, and it would sound weird if I heard it, but I just know it from music. So it's funny to me. I sure. just want to say really quick, um, Robert Paulson said, find someone brushing their teeth in a work or public restroom off-putting and or too intimate, but going one and two is A-OK. And I think that's a repeat. Uh, that's yeah. all I have to say about that. Yes, it is. I, I remember that one. Maddie Porter says, find it disturbing when grown women call their father's daddy even more when they say it to their boyfriend. I, I agree, ultimately. But I've heard I've heard my mother talk, say daddy to her dad before. So I'm kind of used to it. The, re- the only reason why it's not the boyfriend thing, that's ridiculous. I agree with that. But the only reason why daddy doesn't really surprise or isn't that weird to me is because I feel like southerners do that a lot and they never mention that but I feel like that is a southern thing and then I listen to a lot of country music and and daddy is used a lot in country music so oh, that's yeah. not as weird but somebody said something about and then they say mommy adults will say mommy I'm like I'm not used to that I hear mama but again that's a southern I hear that in country music a lot right the only reason I wrote that one down is because Allison mentioned um, Vanderpump Rules. Oh, okay. And she I've never said, seen that. She said, Lala says, let's get it popping, Daddy. And oh, I oh. hope that's a drop. That is oh. the funniest thing that's come out of her <laughs> mouth in recent memory. That would be funny, though, if that was a It will be a drop because Jeff's good at knowing what a good drops I, I do feel like me and Jeff are kind of on the same wavelength when it comes to drops yes me and Megan have both picked drops that he's used <laughs> um, just between ourselves we we tell each other about these drops right. and um so hopefully let's get it popping daddy is that is, oh, that was funny <laughs> it's so funny because it's like a young like kind of hip-hop slangish thing to say and just hearing it out of Allison's mouth was right so so funny to me <laughs> Uh, before we get out of here, I just want to tell everyone 
that if you want to be a part of the show, you can email bffancast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at bffancast. Follow Lisa, your actual host, on Twitter at jmosinbffs. As always, support Allison by clicking through her Amazon banner. Buy a t-shirt while you're at it. Support her on Patreon when that goes up. Uh, buy one of Jenna's t-shirts. Listen to Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. Come out to LA PodFest September 23rd to the 25th and use the code ROSEN for $5 off. If you can't make it, you can buy the uh, live stream and you can see every show that goes on through the weekend. Also, really quick, I just want to shout out uh, Ashley Bloodworth. Um, hey, Ashley. Go to her Twitter. She's doing the Walk MS again and you can donate to her team. And last but not least, we have to shout out the Easter egg, Brittany. And this is a very special shout out to Brittany because Saturday is her birthday. So happy mm-hmm. birthday, Brittany. Happy birthday, Brittany. And it was fun to hear you on last week's episode. Yeah. So Leanne, if you have anything else to plug, maybe a website that you write for. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Leanne M. Ward. Well, I haven't written in a while, but you can find things I've written at, at countryuniverse.net. Right now we're doing a series of um, retro album reviews on the Dixie Chicks. And so the one that will be coming up, I'm not sure, maybe it was published this Thursday, but maybe it might be next Thursday, is their album after the big controversy when that kind of toppled their career for a while. Um, If you want, you can follow me at RMC Guitars. And thank you so much for being on, Leanne. And thank you guys for listening. We'll uh, be back next week with your regular host. Uh, Thanks and goodbye. (laughs) 